You always choose really funny times to play, don't you? You silly dog. And now you've ruined my intro. So now you're part of my intro. Congratulations. Welcome to episode 35 of the Down Under Thundercast podcast where we talk about offensive podcasts and other shit. From RAP to LOS to MASPP and everything in between. I'm your host, Jay, obviously. And welcome. What is it with dogs? And wanting to play at three o'clock in the morning. Seriously, look what he, he's got. A, he's got my sock in his mouth. I'm gonna take it, and he's gonna try and oop oop. No, my sock. Oh, my sock! As you jump on me. Jesus Christ! I tell you, dogs. It's because I didn't take you for a walk today, did I? Anyway, not much in the way of news this week. As my giant life-size rat runs around my house. But there are two things I want to touch on before we get into the the big stuff. Um, obviously distracted, but we'll start with a down and we'll finish with an up. I'm gonna lock you outside in a minute. Yeah, I'm gonna lock you outside. Make a choice. Okay. I've come to the conclusion that this year is a bad year for me. So to put this in contrast, last year was a really good year for me. I financially made more money than I ever have. I'm not throwing the sock, mate. I'm not throwing the stock. Fuck you. Go fuck yourself. Yeah, and if I grab the sock, you're going to bite my fingers off. Okay, you're going to jump on the couch next to me. Yeah, okay, cool, no worries. But yeah, I've come to the conclusion this year is a bad year for me. Feels winter's colder. It feels a lot colder, 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 colder. So it's dreary, and it's cold, and it's wet. I've I've lost a fair bit of money this this year. You know, not just work related issues, but of course my luck obviously this year being that i decided to invest in bitcoin not bitcoin in cryptocurrencies at the wrong time and i lost half my investment so now i'm just gonna sit there and hold hold it and watch my money just trickle away and open five ten years that i can make back what i lost if not more and yeah, just this year's just been shit. Last year, fucking, I went on a holiday, went to you know New Caledonia, went overseas for the first time with my partner. Even though COVID was around, I kept working, I kept making money hand over fist. I didn't have to go out, so I didn't have to spend money. And this year, just it's not been a good year for me. So I don't know. Maybe the second half of the year will change that. But at the moment, my mindset is that this is a shitty year, and let's just get this year out of the way. So. 
Yeah. Always fun. All right. So, the only real piece of news we have this week is, as I pulled this up, is the NBA playoffs. So, last year when the NBA playoffs happened, I did a bracket prediction. And I'm pretty sure I got the finalists right, but the winner wrong. So, I picked Miami Heat versus the Lakers. And the Lakers won, and I thought the Heat would, because the Heat were my team. Yep, LeBron James is my favourite player, so work that one out. So this year, oh, I should preface this by saying, <clears throat> as I throw up a little bit in my mouth, I don't, watch, I don't watch the NBA until the last week of the season and the playoffs. So I, I watched the um, Lakers and um, the Warriors play in the um, play-in, which personally... My thoughts on the play in there are great, but it should only be for the eighth spot, not the seventh spot. So, 10 should play nine, winner plays eight, winner gets the spot. It shouldn't be seven and eight. But that's just my opinion. So, what we're going to do is, same as last year, we're going to do a bracket predictor, and we're going to see who I think is going to go to the finals and win it all. So, first up we have, in the Western Conference, we have Utah versus Memphis. And if you're not an NBA fan, which I can understand, just fast forward like 10, 12 minutes. Let's start talking about fucking anal and transsexuals and all that shit. You'll know you've got to the right mark. So we got Utah versus Memphis. Um, Memphis will put up a good showing, but Utah will probably win in five. Then we get to the Lakers versus Denver, which is a rematch from round one last year. Has to be. Has to be. Did I say the Lakers? Sorry, I meant Los Angeles. So, Clippers versus Dallas. Clippers probably do the same thing they did last year. They probably win in six. Then you get to Denver versus Portland. Denver wins in five. Because Dame time can't be all the time. And lastly, we get to Phoenix versus the Lakers. Um, Phoenix are underdogs. Which they should be. The only reason the Lakers are in seventh is because of LeBron and AD being out for so long. I'm going to say Lakers in six. It'll be an unlikely, it'll be an unpopular opinion, but Phoenix don't have the experience in the playoffs besides Chris Paul. They're too young. Their time is coming. It's not this year. Which then brings us to, it'd be Utah versus the Clippers and Denver versus the Lakers. It's probably the Clippers. The Clippers probably make up for what happened last year. They probably have a strong showing this year. I probably have to eat those words because Utah probably blow them out of the park, but we'll go with that. So we'll go with the Clippers to make it to the finals versus Denver or the Lakers. Has to be the Lakers. But this all really depends on the form of Anthony Davis. If Anthony Davis isn't playing well, then it's over. 
They will probably still make it out of the first round, but they won't beat Denver. So we end up with Clippers versus Lakers. It's a battle for LA, which will be huge, especially with ticketed fans coming back into this the um, arenas. I'm going to say the Lakers in seven. It'll be close. Clippers will put up a real fight. Kawhi will have an absolute bomb burner, but Lakers will probably win again. They'll probably get to the finals because you don't bet against LeBron James. And there's not a team here that I see that a healthy LeBron James and a healthy AD can't beat. They would have finished first had they not had a run of injuries. All right. Then we go into the harder to predict Eastern Conference. So we got number one Philly versus number eight Washington. Philly in four. Very easy. Philly's a really good team this year, and they're putting all the pieces together. Um, we got the number four New York Knicks versus the number five Atlanta Hawks. Jeez, oh, I never thought I'd see this in a fucking playoff last year. Um, I expect the Knicks to win probably a sloppy but hard-fought um, matchup against Atlanta. Atlanta's got some really potent weapons on offense, but defensively they're weak. So Knicks in six. Milwaukee versus the Heat. Unfortunately, I'm going to have to bet against my own team here, and I'm going to have to say Milwaukee. And Brooklyn versus Boston. Brooklyn in four. Brooklyn. You can sort of see where I'm leaning. I think I know whether... I think the Eastern Conference is a lot easier in some ways to predict than the East, but the chance for a... Um, an upset is more likely. So we get Philly versus New York and Milwaukee versus Brooklyn. Um, fuck. What do you reckon the chances are New York pulls up an upset? That would be hectic, but... No, I can't see it. Not with... Unless... Unless Joel... Unless Joel gets injured. But... We'll go with Philly in six. And we'll go with Brooklyn against Milwaukee. We'll go Brooklyn in five. And then you get Philly versus Brooklyn. That's probably Brooklyn in six. Thanks for going away too, mate. You know, after you just made all that noise at the start of the podcast. So essentially, we'll get Brooklyn versus Lakers. Brooklyn will win it. Brooklyn's too much firepower. There's too much there. A healthy Brooklyn team can beat any team in the world. So, yeah. That's my predictions. And obviously in a couple of weeks when the first round and you know the second round starts, we'll come back and we'll have a look at this and we'll see how I went. But I'm 90% confident in my choices. If I was going to be a bit hesitant or anything, it would be... The Portland-Denver thing worries me because Port Dane just, when he goes off, he goes fucking off. And the Dallas Clippers worries me too because when Dantage goes off, he goes off. So we'll see what happens, but I'm pretty comfortable in my picks. Okay. You know the deal. You know what we're about to get into. So let's not waste any time with this hubba-bub. Enough of this diddy-daddles. What was what was the opening to Opie Anthony? 
I can't remember it. Enough of this plibber blabber. Let's get this show on the road. The LJG Award for podcast this week. Honorable mentions. Um, two bonfire shorts. Um, enough of the small talk and the return of the young bull with Shane Gillis. Um, Matt and Shane's secret podcast, Dragula Returns. And something I listened to about an hour ago, Fed Aids Day with Chloe Labranche and Chris from Brooklyn on the Real Ass Podcast. Didn't get a chance to take notes because I'm in a not in a rush today, but if you don't know, today is the 23rd of May and in about an hour, uh, Destiny 2 is going to release a raid, an old raid, the Vault of Glass. So pretty pumped for that. So we're going to get through this. Uh, probably get a nice scotch and we'll see how badly we can fuck it up and how badly I can want to punch people in the face. Alright. So first up we have Come Town Premium with Cinnabon. Cinnabon. <laughs> I gave this four rattlesnakes. Um, they talk about would salve like heroin. Well he's obviously got an eating disorder, so the answer is yes. Um uh, Segway's gay. See, when I first heard this, I thought they meant segways, as in, like, when you're talking and you transition. No, they mean the little scooter things. Um, I, could, I, never, I, never, I never had any interest in owning one of those. The idea of it, I'm like, I'm going to fall on my face. Especially the one without the handlebar. Um... And then the star of this show, well, this episode, I should say, is um, good old Dewey Adam, who tells a story of meeting a homeless crackhead who proclaimed himself to be a movie director writing a movie called Confessions of a Former Crackhead. He then proceeded to borrow $10 off Adam's friend because he lost his wallet, come back and smoke crack in front of him with the ten, with, after buying, using the $10 to buy crack. What the fuck? I put Godfather of Harlem on so there wasn't any nudity. And there's this old rich white politician fucking one, two, three, four, five black women? Okay. So I roll with this. Um, and listen, the fact that Adam actually tells a funny story on the podcast. Oh, and they found his YouTube and his Instagram too, which has blown up since this podcast is that podcast came out. Um, the fact that he tells a funny story makes this a really rare podcast, and that's why it skips for rattlesnakes because it's rare. Okay, not along because I got a road race to get to. Um, we got the real life podcast, Kareem and Sugar, with Mike Feeney and Brandon Sadler. I gave this three and one third rattlesnakes. Rattlesnake, rattlesnake. Rattlesnake, rattlesnake. Um, Lewis doesn't like being called Opie, which he is. He's the Puerto Rican Opie. <laughs> the Puerto Rican Opie. Well, there you go. I've just found my next heading for this week's podcast.
Um, more Lewis Uber violence stories. Sorry, more Lewis Uber violence stories. Um, then they talk to you, t- you know, tipping Uber drivers. Um, I actually had one of the instances this week, actually. So I had, I had to catch an Uber to and from work for last week because I don't have a car at the moment. I lended it to my lovely partner, or as I should, as I should probably say, is she took her car back. So anyway, when um, getting an Uber after work is extremely difficult in the area. So I called an Uber and I was like, okay, it's like 15 minutes away. That's okay. Like I'll finish work in 10 minutes. I'll wait five minutes to go home. So I called it and I finished work five o'clock and it just was still in the same spot hadn't moved signal text message like hey like you coming because like i'm waiting and this prick this swaziland motherfucker pretends that i am in the car accepts the ride drives two blocks drops me off well i shouldn't say drop me off but Signs off like he's dropped me off and drives away. This motherfucker. So I tipped that motherfucker. You know how much I tipped that bloke? I tipped him one cent. And then I gave him a five-star review and I wrote, thank you for making me wait half an hour. And then accepting a ride that I didn't take and charging me for it. So now every time someone looks at his reviews, they're going to see that. So fuck that bloke. That bloke can suck my fucking dick. And I really hope one of these weeks that he picks me up. Because I'm going to fucking tell that cunt. Um, yeah. So there's my Uber story for the week. I fucking hate catching Ubers in the fucking morning. It's horrible. Um, they talked the Tony Pangdang situation. This will come up a lot this week. Um... Lewis went off big time, you know, with the Tony situation. He really went in to bat for Tony. And he's friends with Tony. Um, and considering the Cricket Cave have decided to not allow Tony to perform at their venues at the moment, which is being used for Skankfest and Legion of Skanks Live in a couple of weeks, it's not a good look. And Skank fans are up in arms about it because... Freaking cave is supposed to be sanctuary. It's supposed to be a safe place. And every time something happens, the owner, the owner's big game, this big talk that she does, goes away really quickly. They did the same thing with Milo, and they're doing the same thing with Tony. It's disappointing. I understand it, but you're in Texas. You moved there for a reason. Um... And then they show a video of an old man call. Oh no, they don't show a video. They read an article where an old man calls uh, a young black man who works at a donut shop a nigger and then gets punched to death and dies three days later. So, ladies and gentlemen, don't go to a donut shop and call the person getting you a donut a nigger. It's just not a good idea. And I can use that word because I'm using it in the context of a story. To be honest with you, I agree with this bloke. I would have punched him in the head too.
Oh, yeah, and just to recap on the Tony and Pengdan situation. <laughs> Ari Shafir opened for Lewis over the weekend. And Lewis, to the word, replicated the same thing Tony did to Pangdang to Ari. And then Ari put it on his YouTube, <laughs> put it on his Twitter and went, this was, this was for me opening for Lewis on international fucking Jewish, Jewish Heritage Month. It was fucking gold. I'm sure it rustled a lot of people's feathers. Okay, next up we get the Legion of Skanks 504 post port part of depression. Gave this three and a half rail stakes. Not as good as the Zoom shows have been the last couple of weeks, but it was decent. Um, they talk about um, partners that snore. I don't think I'm a snorer. Like, not really bad unless I'm really tired. I get into a coma. But my, my old lady, when she's snoring, fucking, you can't sleep through it. It's fucking loud. Like, it fucking drives me nuts. They talk more about the Hinchcliffe saga. And then they talk a bit about Ari, because obviously, as we talked about last week, these people are really going after Rogan's associate. Um, and they say something that I hadn't thought about. The pandemic really saved Irish fear. Because Irish fear's got the perfect game plan for when this shit happens to it. You say nothing, you get out of the country for fucking six months to a year, you come back, nothing ever happens. Don't comment on it, don't say anything, get a full social media leave the country, and when you come back, everyone's forgotten. Yeah. Because you have to remember, that Kobe thing happened a month before the, patem- the, 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 the pandemic really hit. That, that COVID saved Ari. And then you have just found the second heading for my fucking podcast episode this week. Um, producer Alex gave a phone to a dad to use because his phone was busted, and she didn't delete everything beforehand so now her dad has a nudes and probably some other things she's done so i'd really like to get my hands on that fucking phone um jay tells a story of um fucking driving in his car with his phone connected to the car with siri connected to the car and Soda, in the, he's in the car with Dan Soda, and he decides, and Soda decides to yell, suck my dick, <laughs> to the, uh, and Siri interprets that as, okay, would you like me to send, suck my dick, to Adam, Kumia? <laughs> it's like, no, no. <laughs> I thought that was quite funny, and we're going to talk about Kumia in a bit too, and will probably be the most controversial thing I've ever done on this podcast. And they finished with Who's Much Justified Killing Their Children, Mother's Day Edition. Yes. It was a decent episode. It's just the last two weeks have been pretty good for them. Uh, 
And then we get into Spy Guys. I think this is episode 18. Intermittent slowing with Sean, Ghani, and Lamelli. Shit, this nearly this episode's gonna finish. Not even what thing of it. Um, I gave this three and a half rattle sinks. Once again, good, but the last two weeks have been really good bangers. So it's a bit of a decline. Just like my crypto stocks. Um, Zach talks about being in therapy. Um I've done therapy. I've, a lot of people I know have. I've also got friends who refuse to do it because fucking, you know, they're men and they have to be strong for everything. But do therapy. Talk to someone. There's no problem. There's no shame in that. Uh, I learned a new kind of rap this fucking week. It's called drill rap. It's rap where the rapper will tell you everything everything they've actually really done, like murders and rapes and robberies and so on and so forth. Essentially, they, they admit to crimes. Which I was good. Like, but the thing is, doesn't that mean, like, Tupac, wouldn't he be fucking a drill rapper? Wouldn't he be the first drill rapper? Because that motherfucker's always talking about shooting people and fucking them up. And he did a few of them. <clears throat> they talk about shitty and strange, and then they talk about shitty and strange roommates. Um, boy, do I have fucking so many fucking stories about that here. Like, man, the amount of fucking shitty roommates I've lived with in, lived with in the last 10 years. There's too many stories. It'd be a fucking free hour podcast. But I will tell you one. That doesn't involve me at all. And that is with my partner being away for work, she's was living with two male teachers who first off, I'm we're all pretty sure they're in some sort of weird gay relationship where they want to be together but they're waiting for the other one to make the first move. But yet they like women. It's really confusing. Um But they, they're adults, but they act like catty teen girls. They have to, you know, they're in cliques and, you know, they like to cause drama and shit talk and all this crap. And my girlfriend isn't like that. She will tell you bluntly what she thinks to you about you. Always. She doesn't play games, doesn't do any of that shit. So obviously, when they're playing little secrets and playing little games, she says something. So every time it ends in a, it's been ending in house meetings and fucking fucking oh shit, that bitch got shot. It's been ending in house meetings, which is essentially two on one assault on her, where they make her fucking cry and. You know, give her the fucking runaround. Make her feel like shit and gaslight her. So she, you know, got to the point where 
she didn't she got to the point she didn't give a fuck anymore and they kicked her out. People are fucking stupid. Seriously, like But what can you say? You know, fucking two fags being fags. Um, then Lemaire comments on his favourite wrestler of all time, which, I think he said it was Cena, fair enough, uh, that's a hard one, I'm going to say it's the game, I'm going to say it's Triple H, because Triple H has been there for the entire, my entire lifespan, I've seen every marquee thing he's done, and he's the game, he's the game! And they cover a bunch of other stuff, like um, Kid Rock, Steakhouse, Yelp reviews, sleeping with a female to male trans, and doing ass to mouth of a homeless chick. And I highly recommend you listen to the last half an hour of that podcast, because it's worth it. I can't do it justice. Um, yeah, it was, it was a decent episode. And I'm not doing it justice, because right now I'm thinking, I fucked up my times, and the road race has started right now. But that's okay. And you know, ah, fuck. I don't know what's wrong with my toes. Like, on my right hand, my right foot. My fucking... What is it? On my big toe. My third and my fourth big toe keep fucking cramping. Like, it's really strange. It's giving me the fucking shit. Anyway. And uh, next up, we get into Come Town, Gaza Explainer. I gave this three and a half rattlesnakes. Self talks, self talks going bald at twenty two. <sighs> Man, like I would look fucking horrible bald if I went bald at twenty two. I probably would have seriously considered getting fucking, like fucking a hair transplant or something. I couldn't fucking deal with it. Like, I wouldn't look good bald. I gotta get buzz cuts, but bald, bald, full oh, fuck that. I'd be wearing a hat everywhere. Um, they talk about Neil deGrasse Tyson's nerdy Me Too allegations, which is essentially him going up to him and be like, I want to hug you. I want, you know, making sex, sexual fucking jokes. You wouldn't think that about Ned Grass Tyson, would you? But he's clearly fucking autistic. It's just strange, you know. These days, most of the intelligent people in our world are autistic. What if? And I'm just going left field here. What if fucking autism is like the next natural evolution of humankind? You know? But only the smart ones, not the really fucked up ones. Like, if you had someone who was autistic, you'd put them in a special school, and when they got to 16, 17, you figured out, okay, they're going to be really smart. Okay, they're going to be a dumbass who fucking sucks on the fucking a washcloth. Well, you drop them off in the woods, and you put 
the smart autistic kid into like some sort of gifted fucking X-Men school for the gifted. Anyway, that would be interesting. You could even make a movie out of it. Instead of calling it X-Men, you could call it A-Man. Alt-Man. I am Alt-Man. What's your special power? I'm autistic. I don't know how to look at people in the eyes when I talk to them. <laughs> and then they talk about, you know, Weird Al Yankovic songs and their favourite Weird Al songs. I always thought Grandpa was a porn star. Grandpa was a porn star. I always loved that song. That was always my favourite Weird Al song. And I, I'm fat. I'm fat. was funny too. Fuck, we're rolling through these. Well, it might just be a shorter list this week. Alright. Then we get to Pennies of the Mouse. Mount Rushmore of Porn. Gave this three rattlesnakes. Just three. It was good. It was okay. Which I haven't realised is free is the lowest I ever give a podcast I review. Because if I don't review it, it's less than free, but free is the benchmark. But I'm not autistic, but I'm pretty fucking stupid. Um, they talk about would you let your parents listen to your podcast? No, fuck no. First off, I don't even think my mum knows what a podcast is. It's a podcast. What's a podcast? To be honest with you, I don't even think my mum understands what YouTube is. She's just starting to learn what the fuck Netflix is after fucking 10 years of it being popular. Talk about the first time you fingered a bitch. I told that story. That was when I was quote unquote molested because I was 13 and she was 21. And she took my hand and she fucking pushed it into her pants. And I don't know if it was on this podcast or Legion of Skanks coming up. You never realise, when you put your hand down a girl's pants, it's so much lower than you actually expect it to, like belly button, and then there's a good gap between that and the actual hole. And I date big big fucking bitches too, so it's, you know, bump, bump, hole. Bump, bump, hole. (laughs) And there's my third title for the podcast, bump, bump, hole. Where's the hole? My hole. Um, they talk about Godfather Harlem, which was what was really cool, considering that's what I record most of the time when I listen to this podcast. Um, and, you know, they talk about the factual inaccuracies and some of the actual things that are factual in it, so I thought that was pretty dope. Um, they talk about could you, like, fucking be into cuckolding, could you deal with your fucking girlfriend fucking another man in front of you? And then sucking his fucking dick. And the answer is no. Couldn't do it. I'd do a threesome. Dude, dude, girl. But I couldn't do, like, fucking cuckolding. It's fucking weird, man. I think it's something... I think it's something you develop when you're older. I think 40s and 50s, I think a lot more people develop it. You know, like, I don't know many fucking 20-year-olds or 30-year-olds that are into cuckolding. But we don't kink shame, man. If you're into it, you're into it. Good on you. And then they do their Mount Rushmore porn stars. So I've had some time to think about this, and I didn't write these down, but I'm pretty sure I can get this down. Okay, so it goes like this. Riley Reid, 
Bray Olsen because that bitch was a fucking dirty fucking whore. Natalie Mars because you need a trans icon on there because that bitch is also a dirty fucking whore. And I'd want the flip ones like you can go Abigail Danger. Another chick. Oh, fuck. Like, I follow some of these chicks on fucking Instagram. I can't remember her name. Oh. Palmer, we're gonna, I'm gonna remember her fucking name. Something Jade. Come on. Ah, Paige Owens. She's also fucking. She's a dirty fucking whore. But. Now nah, we'll go Abigail Danger. Abigail Danger's got really good fucking shit. He's a dirty fucking whore. So yeah, there you go. Hmm. Please let me know what your fucking Mount Rushmore of porn stuff is. You know, trust me, I could fucking probably, you know, then I'm sitting there going, oh, you know, I could have fucking put Tiny Pixie on there. Um, that Jezebel chick. You know, I always, I'm, I'm not a big, I'm not a big, like, knower of their actually names. Because it's not like I pick a porn star out. It's like, I don't give a fuck with who you are or what you are or what you really look like. I just want to see you do some really, really depraved, fucking dirty, nasty shit. So your name doesn't really matter to me. It's what you're doing. Okay. No, we've got four left. Alright. How are we doing on time? Yeah, we're pretty good on time at the moment. Really, like, I'm sitting on a different part of the couch this week. Because it is three o'clock in the morning, and I didn't want to sit directly to the wall to my neighbor's fucking bedroom. Really hard to get fucking comfy. <clears throat> okay, so next up we get to brood-shouldered with Sean Patton and Sydney Grunt, G A N T Grunt, and be Gunt, be Gunt. Real Life Podcast. I really just floor rattlesnakes. Really good episode. Probably the best episode of Real Life Podcast this week. Jason Ellis still hasn't signed that contract. Come on, man. You're letting us down as an Australian. Like, you gotta really pick your fucking game up, man. Sign the fucking contract for October. We wanna see this fight. And I can promise you, when they announce this fight, I'll be getting it on pay-per-view and I'll be doing a live podcast as we watch it. Sign the fucking contract. Um, They talk about how big dicks are bad fighters and small dicks have something to prove. If that's the case, I'm Royce Gracie, because I would be the greatest fighter of all time. I think what Lewis is trying to say is, guys with small dicks have more aggression. Because they do have something to prove, they have to show they're a man. But yeah, if, if the smaller your dick was, the better the fighter you were, I'd be Chuck Liddell. Um... 
Lewis promises, and he promises, promises that he will grab Jason's dick at the weigh-in to throw him off his game. Problem is, Jason's bi, so he's probably going to really enjoy that. <laughs> Obviously, they, as we talked about last week, fucking, you know, they um, cover the sad death of New Jack. Play some of his best moments, best promos, him jumping off fucking balconies and throwing motherfuckers off scaffolds, as we talked about last week. So go and check out next, you know, go and check out last week's episode for all the good shit about New Jack. Talk about seafood, they talk about seafoods you don't like. I wasn't a big fan of seafood as a kid. It's something I've developed more now. Um, what the fuck? Um, now that I'm fucking older, like I love oysters, mussels, I like mussels, calamari, yeah, I gotta even wear calamari. Fish. I'm not. I'm not a big fan of fish. I like the crustaceans. Crab. Yeah, not a big fan of crab. I really like shit that's yeah, like oysters and mussels. That that's the shit, man. That's the good shit. Um, I touch a bit on the Palestine and um. Islam situation, which is funny considering Lewis's fucking old lady is Jewish, and she seems to be a staunch fucking defender of fucking the Jews, because they're getting fucking, getting from all sides at the moment. Um... And then Lewis promises that if he beats Jason, Shannon has to suck his dick. <laughs> Shannon was cool if, like, his missus watched, but she was like, you have to suck the dick. But if he loses, sorry, so if Lewis wins, Shannon sucks his dick. No, fucking hell, I'm brain dead this morning. We'll try that one more time. If Lewis wins, Shannon has to suck his dick. Yay! But if Lewis loses, he has to give Shannon two grand. And the Oreos are about $1,000 in crypto. Man, I still can't, I can't get over that. Imagine, like, after years of looking at cryptocurrency, Lewis and I, we get into cryptocurrency and it just, everything just fucking tanks. Fuck you, China. Fuck you, Biden. Fuck you, fucking Elon Musk. Getting fucked in the ass here. I don't even want to look at it anymore. Just every time I look at it, I know I'm going to be fucking disappointed. Yeah. So. Before we get into the last three, we're going to take a quick commercial break. Because I need to piss. I also need a drink. So. We'll be back after some words from our imaginary sponsors. 
Hello there, I am Jay Hackerschmidt, and are you tired of lasting hours in the bedroom? Are you tired of spending hours pumping hour after hour when you could be doing other things, like recording a podcast or playing 2K with the boys? Well, I have the solution for you with our brand new drug, Come Hard. Come Hard will have you come in in seconds. So you can spend your your time doing other things, like taking the dog for a walk, seeing a movie, or no, all in all, just not spending time with your significant other. Come Hard is an easy red chewable pill with the same ingredients as Antiviagra and Cialis. And if you use promo code DUT, you will get 50% off your first shipment. That's promo code DUT at comeheart.com. And we're back. Rolling along. Took a fucking piss. Fucking, okay. So this is where things get spicy. A little bit. Someone's going to listen to this and be like, oh, this isn't a big deal. Stop being affected about it. That's fair enough. Um, so the next one is the Joe Rogan experience with Anthony Akumia. Why is this a big deal? Because last week I said I wouldn't do a Joe Rogan experience ever again. Guess what? I lied, I say. Um, <clears throat> I did, but I'm also a hypocrite. As we all are, we're all hypocrites. You're listening to this right now, you're a hypocrite. And I can't pass up listening to a podcast with Anthony Kumia. Because he keeps all his shit behind a paywall. So yeah. But I was very selective with what I wrote down. You know, because we know Rogan Bingo, he talks about COVID and vitamins and UFC and all that shit. So I cut all that out. I put the funny bits in. But I will say this before we start. It's pretty rich or and also to um strategic i can't talk i'm doing a podcast and i can't talk it's pretty strategic that he has kumia on who's had a sleuth of problems but he'll cancel tony he'll, he'll remove tony hinchcliffe from his performances when he's opening for him I find that pretty rich, but I get it. Tony Hinchcliffe's hot right now. He's radioactive. So he had to do what the right thing was. And I also, you know, but yeah. So, um, first thing, Kumia talks about how he protected himself from cancel culture and using quotations, by putting his shit behind a paywall. Um, which sucks because I enjoy Kumi's stuff every time there's a YouTube video out I, I watch it especially if it has the words Kim Norton or Opie in it um, but, it, it, but we've talked about this you can't be cancelled if you're self-employed 
because there's nothing to lose. We've talked about already on this podcast how Ari protecting yourself from cancel culture. We've talked about how Kim Cornette does it. Anthony Cumia is the same deal. Any sponsors he has or anything like that, it doesn't matter if he loses sponsors because he gets fucking paid because he's got a $9 a month subscription. That covers him. And the other thing I want to touch, and I'm pretty sure I've talked about this before, but it deserves to be said again. If you were going to do a Mount Rushmore of podcasts, no one would put it on there. No one would put Opie and Empty on it, but they deserve to be on it. Because the Opie and Empty show was the beginning of podcasts. You know, you can say Adam Curry invented podcasts, and he did. Is that not true? Oh, shit. But Opie and Anthony laid the groundwork for what we all know and love. Which is comedians talking shit and pulling absurd fucking bullshit. They never get the respect they deserve because they're seen as shock jocks. But without Opie and Anthony, as Rogan said, there's no Rogan. There's no Legion of Skanks, there's no Lewis, there's no Jay, there's no Dave. And everything that comes from that. So, they'll never get the appreciation they deserve, but they did truly... How would you put it? Start the first ever comedic podcast. Um... Rogan says that Spotify has never contacted him or told him he couldn't do this or couldn't do that, and they've had no interaction with him. I don't believe it. I don't. I don't buy it. I'm sorry. I'm sure Rogan, you know, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe, you know, now that I'm looking at it, maybe I'm wrong about Rogan. Maybe he's just grown up. Maybe he's grown. He doesn't want to do the same thing he was doing 10 years ago. He wants to do more of an interview podcast. He doesn't want to do that offensive shit anymore. Maybe he wants to be a better person. And I'm walking into this expecting Joe Rogan from five years ago. You know. So maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm looking for looking at this podcast the wrong way. So, will I keep covering it? Probably, because I'm a liar. Um... Uh, just a few more things. They talk about the comeback of the bush. I love the bush. I've mentioned it on this podcast before. I love a little bit of bush. I don't like it when it's cut into shapes, but I like a little bit of fuzz. It's fun. You know, I've had I've had hairless pussy. I've had hairy pussy. I've had really hairy pussy. But I enjoy a little bit of tuft. You know, like a, a little bit of, you know, just a little bit. I don't want it to look like fucking... Samurai Jack's afro, but just a little bit nice. Because that's the difference between a girl and a woman. And women are way more fun. Um, they talk about how no one is allowed to have an opinion anymore that goes against the grain. Especially podcasts. Everyone's expected to just agree and go along with everything. If you have an opinion different to that, like Tony Hinchcliffe did nothing wrong. 
it's not acceptable. And we've talked about this on the podcast before. Every, you know, you're allowed to have an opinion as long as it's the opinion that everyone agrees on. And that was really it. There was a lot of other stuff. Let's talk about it. There's Rogan Bingo, COVID, guns, UFC, a lot. But I'm trying to really pinpoint this interesting stuff. As these two black lesbians look like they're about to fucking eat box. Nice. Um, Alright. Two more left? Two more left. We'll get the fuck out of here because the vault is open. <clears throat> and then we get to the nanny who shagged me with Mike Fix, the lab boy. And this is what we're going to call the last little bit of this podcast. So we're going to call the Dalton section of it. Um, they they touch on the comparison to Come Town, which I thought was really clever. They said like they appreciate that podcast and they know how great it is, and to be compared to them is really cool for them. Just hurry up and eat a fucking box. Um. Uh, they read snippets from the Legion of Skanks subreddit about how everyone hates Big. Everyone really does hate Big. But he's a good guest, but he's not a good host. He shouldn't have his own podcast. I stand by that. Dalton talks his Legion of Skank appearance, which we're about to get to in about two minutes. God damn. Damn you. Pigs um, and uh, Robbie teach us Accents and voices, mayhem ensues from everything from a Robin Williams accent to a Chicago accent to an Italian accent to a Mrs. Doubtfire accent to a Nicolas Cage accent to a John Travolta accent. To an Austin Powers accent. Everything. It's just, it's, it's about the last half of this podcast is just mayhem. But that's where the comparison to Come Town comes from, because it's not, I'm not supposed to be able to break this podcast out. It's supposed to be funny voices and fucking saying offensive shit. Alright. Before we say the last, well, before we get into the last one, like you probably figured out what it is. I just want to touch on this real quick. And this is important. Because this may be the first example that we have, or I have, of this happening, of an emergence of a star. And that's Dalton Pewitt. Pewitt. Dalton's first appearance on Real Life's podcast six months ago. We covered it on this podcast. And I said, when I listened to that, that Dalton Pewitt is going to be the fucking man. Now I thought a year, two years, three years. But in six months, that man has fucking blown up. From... Multiple real ass appearances, real ass podcast appearances, where he murders every time. To you know, the lab lawyer's blowing up and he's making fucking Patreon money. To a Legion of Skanks appearance. That man, I've never listened to his comedy, but that man on a podcast is consistent. He's funny. He's offensive. He holds no fucking. Holds nothing back. And he goes hard in the motherfucking paint. Yeah, I don't know if he's a fucking, if he's the second coming of fucking Shane Gillis. But my god, Dalton Pruitt is a star in the making. If he's not a star already. You know. 
and he's the same age as I am. So I've got to give the kid props. So, on that note, I don't know if he, if we could have a fucking down under fund the cast bloke of the week, it would be Don Pruitt because he's come from nothing to being something. And on that note, we get to complain with Corinne Fisher and the man of the hour, too sweet to be sour, Dalton Pruitt. I gave this four and a half rattle snake. Um, wouldn't be a skank show without technical difficulties. The first 20 minutes is a bit rough. Um, so obviously touch on Eric the Electrician, Dalton's recently deceased friend, and New Jack. Um, I wrote down, Dalton's on fire. This was probably about 45, this was about 40 minutes into the podcast. He was fucking cooking. He was fucking, he was shooting fucking loads everywhere. He was fucking going off on Tony Hinchcliffe. He was going off on fucking everyone. He did not give a fuck. And that's what the Legion of Skanks is supposed to be about. Um, then uh, the boys talk about which two skanks would you let double team you and which holes. Dalton's reaction, to, Dalton's answer to it was pretty much my answer. It'd be Jay and Lewis because Jay's got a small cock and Lewis <coughs> also has a small cock. <coughs> We all know Dave Smith's got a fucking big hog, and I don't want that. No one wants that. Fuck that. <laughs> um, Dalton talks losing his virginity last year to a Russian hooker, who we paid seven hundred dollars, and he didn't even come, and she complained about it. Dalton got ripped off, so probably not the best fucking experience for him. And does it really count if you don't come? Truthfully, if you don't come, does it count as sex? That was the whole reason I always say to people I lose I lost my virginity at twenty. If we're counting not coming, then I lost my virginity when I was like fifteen. Like you have to come, don't you? For it to count. You have to fucking blow. Well, that's maybe that's just me. And then he talks about fucking an Irish woman on a fucking rooftop and actually losing his virginity and blowing fucking fat loads in this bitch. And you know, he's a sweet dude. He's like, oh, I wouldn't mind being a dad. I wouldn't care if I got a pregnant. Dalton's a really innocent, sweet dude, but he just goes fucking hard in the fucking paint. And then you talk about fucking coming on her stomach and she rubbed it into his pussy and he got really scared. He's like, what the fuck are you doing? That's fucking some hot shit. There's nothing better than watching a girl rub cum into her fucking pussy. Or, like, you come on her face and she fucking eats it up like it's fucking honey. So, but yeah. This was the Dalton show. Dalton was on fire. You know, when you're getting fucking the Wicked Witch of the Rest West, Rest West, Corinne to fucking cackle and laugh, you know you're onto something. He was on fire. And this was fantastic. This is what, this is, you were gonna, if I was like, Hey, I like, you know, what podcast do you like? I would show them this one because this is what the Legion of Skanks is and has always been and always will be.
And on that note, I've got some writing to do. So, I must now say goodbye. But you know the deal. Subscribe to the podcast. Leave a review. Leave a star rating. Positive or negative. I don't give a fuck. It helps us out. Um, be sure to follow me on Twitter at down on the cast seven to keep updated with the pod. Be sure to check out our friends. <clears throat> as I hiccup. <clears throat> check out the DUT friends. Obviously, you want to get on this this? Follow me on Twitter. Send me a message. Say hi. Um, once again, I don't have the list in front of me, so I'm just shooting it from the hip. Okay. So, break the apocalypse. Skank skanks. Oh, I'm actually going to forget them this week. Upon further review, get in the corner. Red River podcast. Upon further review, did I already say that? I'm not sure. The broadcast podcast. Fuck, I really need to write this list down, don't I? Wrestling Soup, obviously. And if I've forgotten your name, I apologize. But be sure to check those guys out. They're friends of the show. I'm just dyslexic and lazy and haven't written a list again. But until next week, at probably the same time, at 4 o'clock in the morning on a, Saturday, on a Sunday, I must now bid you an adieu, goodbye, and good night. Bang! See you in the vault.